Hey, welcome to the conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And this is all a part of heavenandbusiness.com. So if you want to get connected, trained, and activated to partner with God in your place of work, then join us. Find out more and so many resources there. Hey, today I want to talk with you around something that is common in pretty much everywhere I go and in my own life. Do you worry about things? Do you get stressed, anxious, troubled, uptight, concerned, whether that's about you, your cash flow, planning the year? Uh, If I unpack it even more, there's so many things around us that can get us troubled, upset, anxious, worried, or afraid, whether we're starting something new or it could be family situations. It could be a tax that's coming up and you've got to get that all done. It could be trying to plan the year with all the things that you want to set in place or in order. It's endless. And that's not even touching what's going on nationally or globally or the list goes on. The more that I think about those, those things, the more I can get troubled, upset, or worried. And then I've been focusing recently on reading through John 14, 15, and 16. And I read this passage, John 14, about one, and where Jesus, or the context is actually Jesus, it's the last few chapters of him with the disciples, with his close companions, before he goes to the cross, before he gets picks a fight with the religious leaders, they hand him over to the Romans and he gets tortured to death, the worst death known to humanity. The disciples don't know this is happening, and Jesus is sitting with them. It's the Last Supper. He's having this conversation. It turns into a prayer, and he's basically saying, hey, it's going to get bad. It's going to get really bad, and I'm going to leave you, but I'll be back, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, but don't trouble. And then in the middle of this, he he says this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I'm reading that and thinking, you know what? I've probably been okay with letting myself get troubled. I mean, look how many things that I've got on my plate and the responsibilities that we carry and who we've got to care for. You know, I should be, you know, isn't kind of a worry a sign of responsibility? No, it says right here, let not your heart be troubled. So what does that mean? So if or when I fully believe Jesus, I fully trust him, I won't let my heart get anxious, troubled, or worried. Dang, that's convicting. That's really convicting. Like if I truly trusted God, I wouldn't be shaking. That's Psalm 16. I've set the Lord always before me because I'm constantly aware of his presence. I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. And it carries on. And I will experience joy. I will walk in joy. Jesus had the weight of the world on his shoulders, looking at these 12 guys, knowing that they're all going to desert him. And yet it says that he had joy above his companions. There was something in the middle of it. He had joy for the joy set before him. So not only do I get this confidence where I'm unshaken, I am not troubled or worried or anxious or afraid, but I actually get joy and confidence. Okay, maybe that was just a one scripture by itself. So I read on and I scroll right down and there's this verse 
in John 14, it's still John 14, 27. This is the amplified version, but it says this. Jesus saying to his closest companions, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give you and bequeath to you. So that means I'm leaving. I'm going to die. That's the language bequeath. This is amplified. You get to keep this. I don't give. It carries on. I don't give as the world gives. The world gives in exchange, transactionally. The way Jesus gives is without regard, without hesitation, without depending on you. He gives because of who he is. And he gives you what? Peace. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. I leave it with you. This is there's more to this. There's got to be more to this. And then he says this. So do not let, and there it is again, do not let your hearts be troubled. Okay, full confession. I have let my heart get troubled, anxious, uptight, and it affects everybody around me. It affects my, those closest to me first. It affects my sleep. If I let myself, and dang it, right now, my excuses have been destroyed because it says, do not let. And if he says, do not let, that means it's entirely possible for me to choose not to let this happen. And it, and the Amplified it actually highlights it even more. It says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. And then some people are more disturbed than others. And do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Do not let yourself be unsettled. I know there's times when I feel unsettled, unrestless. It's actually a red flag for me to know that I am getting apart, disconnected, distant from the presence of God because I'm when I'm with him and I fully believe and lean in, I am unmoved, unshakable, absolutely confident. So how do I fix this? What's the plan? I want to say, stop it. Jesus said this. Okay, boys, stop it. Do not let yourself get troubled. Do not fret. Oh, just if you were thinking that's the only place. Actually, it's it's everywhere. There's a ton more scriptures. Psalm 37, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. Psalm 91, remain with God and he watches over you. Make the Lord, your refuge. It's an intentional act done consistently over time. And carries on. Uh, Proverbs 3, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. I like this. Uh, Psalm 37, we talked about. Psalm 16, I set the Lord always before me. And because I'm constantly aware of his presence, I will not be moved. Matthew 6, 34, refuse Dang it, that's again, it's about choice. I am not a victim. You are not a victim. We get to choose what we will do with our thinking. Really? Yes, 2 Timothy 1.7, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, timidity, trouble, anxiety, restlessness, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That means self-control of our thoughts, the ability to manage what we're thinking. Hey, just a quick footnote. It is not cool. It is not cool to have a breakdown. That is evidence that I've allowed myself to blow through all of these things. 
Now, if you're listening to this and that's happened to you, there's grace, there's forgiveness, but please don't aim to have one or think it's socially acceptable that once I have one, then I've obtained some form of spirituality. No, it's actually evidence that I have overdone it and broken through so many barriers to manage and discipline and live a life as God intended. This word in here, it's the way of life. It's how to live a healthy, full of life life. The only breakdown I want to have is when my life ends and I get to see Jesus face to face. But I've got to choose. Do not let yourself. Do not fret. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much on me. I thought it was all about Jesus. Yeah, but if it was all about Jesus, then you wouldn't be involved. And he wants you to grow up in his image and his likeness. He's looking for sons and daughters that grow up in the image and in the likeness of their father. That's this one, it's done, we're adopted, but it's this ongoing thing of ch changing, of disciplining ourselves. This is throughout the Bible. I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. So what's the pathway or the process to do this? How can I fix it and what's the plan? And that's where I read John 15. And here's my paraphrased version. Number one, remain, remain in me. This is what Jesus said, which means to abide, to dwell, to be constantly connected and present with him. So to be constantly aware, remaining in Jesus. And then number two, let my word remain in you. It's the same definition. Be constantly present with the word of God inside of me. Isn't this just for spiritual people like pastors? And No, this is actually to everybody. If you want to live free from trouble, restlessness, stress, anxiety, remain in Christ and let his word remind in you. How do we do that? We'll come back to that. And then it says, do not let you be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's number three about evildoers, about wicked schemes, about what you need, about others prospering, about trouble when it comes. This is Proverbs. And do not worry about tomorrow. It's it's all in here. Everything that I'm worried about, everything, Jesus says, do not worry about it. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting called out on the carpet right now saying, what am I going to do? And here's the process. So practically, let's break it down. How do I believe in Jesus? How do I remain in him and let his word remain in me? Practically. This is the key to never being or allowing myself to be moved or shaken or anxious or troubled. I've got to choose to remain in him rather than choosing to remain in fear. Did you hear that? I, I can either choose to remain in power, love, and a sound mind, in love and joy and confidence, which is what Jesus offers, or I choose to remain, to dwell to be constantly present of all the things that I'm worried about. You get to choose. No more victims. No more living less than. How do we do this? This is the result of a lifestyle of leaning into Jesus and his word. It's not a wave the wand and make you fixed. It's a lifestyle of leaning into this. I don't know anybody that can suddenly like, oh, I don't have any fear. No, because as soon as you deal with this. It's like God says, well done, good and faithful. Now I'm giving you more. Uh, be uh, influenced 10 cities. Now, Isaiah 9, it says of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end, which means 
you're always going to be facing the discomfort, the awkward vulnerability of, man, I thought I overcome this fear, this anxiety, this trouble, and now I'm faced with some bigger challenges. And so now I've, it's, it's another invitation to remaining, dwelling, and living with him. It's Psalm 91 all over. He who dwells, remains, is present, is constantly aware of the Most High will rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I will not fear when trouble comes because he sends his angels. He commands his angels to take care of me. What's my part? What's our part? What's your part? Remaining in him and letting his word remain in you. So let's get real practical. How do you remain or abide or lean into God in his presence, face-to-face with God? That's a whole heap of different terms for the same thing face-to-face with God. What does that mean? Jesus said this, I only do what I see my father doing. It's the same as I'm walking face-to-face with God, constantly aware of God with me. How do I do that? Well, here's some ideas to help you. There is no script. Uh, I like If you liken this to going to the gym, if I've got a goal to have a healthy body over my lifetime. I'm responsible. It doesn't just happen. Left to myself, I guarantee you, I will become unhealthy, which is a really nice term for, I'm going to have to buy ever-increasing sizes of clothes, and I'm probably going to be uncomfortable and unhappy with how I'm looking and my ability to better sustain keeping up with my kids, climbing mountains, doing things physical. Why? because I've just allowed it to happen. If I'm going to do something, I have to be intentional and consistent. So here is the, here's the things. It's kind of simple stuff, but here's some things to help you. Be intentional. Nothing of depth or substance is built without intentionality. I can spontaneously hang out with you, connect with you, and it's really cool. But I know if I want to build a relationship with you, that's going to go beyond surface then I've got to be intentional. I make an, a time. I put it in my calendar. Uh, like if it's really, really serious, we call that marriage. Why is that important? Because I make a covenant to live with you, grow with you in sickness and health till death do us part. That is real intentional. What else is the second one? It's actually accountable. I'm not just doing this. Actually tell somebody what you're going to do. I'm going to grow on this this year. And I give you permission to speak into me and to ask me any time how I'm doing. Or actually give me feedback. Hey, Andy, you, you're really uptight and stressed out right now. What's going on? It sounds like you're disconnected from Jesus. Yeah, long, awkward pause. I need to go and sort that out. That's the kind of people that I'm surrounding myself with because I cannot do this by myself. So number one, be intentional, be accountable, be consistent. Uh, I love this. Give us this day our daily bread. So that's setting aside focus time daily. So what are you going to do focus time daily? Well, for me, I know if I want to go on physical fitness, i got to do this daily. I can have a break every now and then. I can do things differently. But if I don't set aside intentional time, you say, well, I'm doing lots of steps. and I'm doing No, no, no. If you want to actually change or grow, you need to set aside intentional time to lean into this. That's what it means. Remain in me. Lean into me. Be intentional. Be focused. Be consistent. Be accountable. And what some of those things? Well, here's the basics. Uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, Read his word. He is the word. Uh, 
If you're not reading his word, I'd question whether you're a follower of Jesus or not. So get into the word and do that daily. If you need help, there are so many plans. version has a free, there's so many different reading plans that will help guide you. That can work even within the time that you have right now. Or you can listen to that on the go. If I wake up in the night, if I'm troubled in the middle of the night, and I wake up and I start thinking my brain will go. I'm not going to go back to sleep. What I've gotten good at is if that's going to happen to me, it's like, right, devil, if you're going to wake me up trouble, I'm going to deal straight back to you. And I put on an earpod, earpods and Bible on audio with a timer. Within 15, 30 minutes, I'm gone, baby. It's I'm back to sleep. And I find that that's what helps me. If I'm going to wake in the night, I'm going to feed myself with something healthy. And so read, listen to scripture. There's so much that you can access in this. Bible in a year is a wonderful, wonderful tool to help you. That's what it means to abide in him and let his word actually feed, meditate, cultivate, percolate like good coffee. And like let it just feed and feed and feed on the inside of me. Uh, worship corporately. Uh, worship weekly together corporately i encourage you to do this scripture says do not forsake the meeting together you say well it's not a church that i like babe it's not about you it's about him so it doesn't matter what it is get in and worship jesus with others and you'll find the more that i do that and take time to actually be a part of something bigger than me then it's good do this personally do it by yourself youtube there's so many different churches that have now filmed their Sunday services, evening services, conference that you can access for free. Put them on and just constantly allow that to go. You can put that in the background. You can get without words. You can get iTunes subscriptions where you can download those for free and just listen and listen. YouTube does it. There are so many resources that you and I have that the disciples never had. And if they can do that uneducated, untrained, unresourced, and they could do what they did, you and I have got no excuse. There's so much available for us. If we will get rid of excuses and choose, do not let yourself remain in me. Remain in me. Let my words remain in you. Do not let yourself be troubled. It's like, oh, man. Okay, what else can we do? Journal what you're hearing value what you're hearing him say. So write it down so that you remember. Remember the story. Psalm 78 talks about the testimony of the Ephraimites. They get into battle. They forget their history with God. So they run scared. Why? Because they forgot their testimony. So how will you remember your history with God if you don't write it down? You forget the details. Oh, constantly I'm reminding others of their testimony. Why? Because I've made it that my business to help people remember where you've come from, remember where you're going. Paul put it this way, remember your chains, reflect back over a year and remember how far you've come in that year. Practice gratitude, uh, gratitude, uh, changing in perspective and practicing generosity are three keys to remain in joy. And joy is the heart of the Father. So there's so many things that we can do to lean in and remain in Him. Uh, train yourself to be conscious of the presence of God. Be still and know God, as Psalm 46. So how do you do that? Well, what I know is the presence of God is peace, is joy, is love for me personally. Everybody experiences the presence of God differently. But one way 
is a sense of peace. So train yourself. When you get into a corporate atmosphere and environment and there's a wonderful presence, presence of God, what do you experience? What happens in your thoughts? What happens physically? For me personally, I will feel peace, like a physical peace, like a blanket. It's like, just take a breath. And I instantly I've trained myself to be, oh, that's right. God is with me. He never leaves me. He never abandons me. He never forsakes me. I'm constantly aware of him. I have declarations. God is with me. I will not be afraid. I am loved. I am adored. I'm accepted. I'm connected. God is with me. I am not afraid. I've turned his word into declarations that help me lean into him and his word remaining in me, percolating on that. Meditate, memorize scripture and what you're learning. Take one. If, if it's not at all, just take one and just do that all week long. Just remember, put it on a piece of paper, put it in your pocket. Maybe set your timer for five minutes or 10 minutes or uh, certain hours to remind yourself, oh, yeah, think on God. What is he thinking about what you're doing right now? How do we want to do this right now? Uh, practice repentance. Uh, David said this, search me, God, and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way and lead me in the path everlasting. I've got to constantly come back to staying humble and keeping myself aware that without him, without his presence with me, I'm going to hear the least course of resistance. That's the, the natural broken part of me. But with him, my life is going constantly stronger and brighter until the full light of day. What helps is repentance. Father, I just messed up. My eyes wandered. Uh, I got distracted. I allowed myself to, to delay and stay in stress and anxiety and fear. Father, forgive me. It's as simple as that. And then move on. And then we said, worship on your own. There's a whole heap. Pray in the spirit. Like you can do that quietly. Do it out loud. Do it often. There's so much more in here that we can grow in. So here's how you can help me. I want you to post uh, comments, chats. What's some other ideas that you can do to remain in God? Number one remain in his presence, constantly growing and leaning into that. And what's some constant things that you can do to remain in his word? That's what you've got to focus on. And then don't let yourself get upset, uptight, irritated, restless. Don't remain in those things. They happen when I'm afraid. I trust in him. When that happens, quickly turn back. So I bless you with this. If this has been of value, please share it with others. And give us any feedback. If you've got any questions or comments, don't hesitate to contact us, andy at heavenandbusiness.com. And we'll see you again next week.